that we do by force, good or evil, is against God. Good or evil. It's opponent against God. Because once flesh has conquered something, even if it's good, it will boast in it and say, I did it, which makes you an enemy of God because you said, I did it, rather than God did it or God allowed it. Or you might do something good and you say, I did this for God. And you don't even realize that you are an enemy of God. Because who are we to say, I did something for God? What could you do that God did not allow you? What could you do that God did not fund you to do it? Or give you the wisdom to do it? So anything that we do by force is actually an enemy of God. Not just evil. Anything good that we try to do by our own might and our own power. In the case of the scripture, when Israel had come out of exile, just released from prison, and they've come out of exile and they go back to build the temple. Not much funds, not much strength, not much of anything. Enemies around them that don't want them to rebuild it. And so the prophet gave this word to Zebuler and also to Joshua. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Hmm? A lot of the things that we do in our life, when we try to get ahead, we pray, we do things, but still we are trying to do things in our own strength and might. And when you try to do something in your own strength and might, you're not allowing the Spirit of the Lord <coughs> to bring glory to the Father. And you're not allowing the Spirit of God to allow it to happen. It's almost like you're fighting against the powers of the universe. Because you're trying to do this on your own. Whatever that might be. You might be trying to find a wife. And not very successful. You might be trying to find a husband. Not very successful. You might be trying to find a job. But not very successful. You might be trying to do a lot of things. In fact, think about the things that you are really trying to do. And you have done everything to do this. But it's not being completed or accomplished. Is it possible? Even though God says... It will happen. Is it possible you're still trying to do it in your own strength? Your own might, your own power. Of course, that would also imply your own timing. Not by might. And not by power. Biblically, we could try to understand it today, but have we accepted it into our beings? How many things in life already is there things that we think we can do? By our might, by our power. 
We might give God a little glory out of it, but aren't we still boasting? Or how many times we say we did something for God? Now, I understand the concept that we could sacrifice and do something for the Lord. I understand the concept, but it's not our place to boast. And yet, it's still God's place to allow it to happen. Twenty-one years in Trinidad, going on 22, there's been many people that have promised to help us with a building or land. And none of them have come through to this day. Only now. 22 years later. Is it possible? Because we can have the best of intents. But in the end we are going to boast. In the end we are going to take pride in it. In the end we are going to say that, that we did something for God. Now wouldn't that make you just a little bit stronger than God if you did something for God? That's one of the major reasons why we never find much help in this life. Because if somebody helps you, they're actually stronger than you. Well, if they helped you to do it, as if you could not have done it without them, don't that make them quite significant? Hmm? Sometimes the reason we don't better in life is because we would have to give thanks to somebody else and ultimately have to give thanks to God for that. Pride had rather have a little and say, I did it, than have the full potential of God's blessing and to give him the praise for it. But this is an iniquity that just works inside of us. We often don't see it at work inside. We often say, Lord, I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm, I'm doing everything right. But the whole concept of I'm doing everything right is self-boasting. As if though by your might and your power alone, you should be successful. Think about the things that you really want in your life and the things you really want to change in your life. And think about how much might and power you have put into it. Whether in actions or fantasies or dreams or wants or desires. How much action you have put into it. How much effort and yet you're no closer. Mm -mm. Paul says elsewhere in scripture, it is not by man's effort or desire, but it is by God. Because ultimately, God is the one that holds everything together. Otherwise, we would just kill each other and the earth would explode in war or some chemical mishap. 
It's like a small child trying to do something and they don't want their parents to help. They say, I can do it. Because you want the pride. And if a little one has so much pride, imagine how big that giant is inside of us today. If only we could humble ourselves. Notice I didn't say if only we would humble ourselves. I said if only we could humble ourselves. Because if we could humble ourselves, then that too would be a boast. So if only we could humble ourselves. Which brings us to a deeper revelation. You know, 30-something years in ministry, I've heard a lot of criticism about people's view of who should have been called and who should not have been called and who is worthy and who is not worthy and who is a good Christian and who is not a good Christian. Or why does God allow this person to be this way? Or why does God allow that person to be that way? And, you know, and then you think, not by might and not by power, but by my spirit. Mm. Mm. You see, if it's not by might nor by power, you do not have to be anything excellent for God to use you. In fact, you don't have to be much at all. In fact, you could be on the other end of the spectrum. You could just be the worst of the worst. But God says, no, I'm going to use you. Paul says, I am the worst of sinners. But don't we like to judge and say, why is this person like that? Or why is that person like that? No, we're not make an excuse for sin. Sin is sin. Yes. Wrong is wrong. Pride is pride. Arrogance is arrogance. Stubbornness is stubbornness. Attitude is attitude. But still, not by might nor by power. Hmm? Who have we criticized this year of not being worthy of the gospel? Hmm? It seems that one of my uh, occupational uh, contingencies is always protecting someone. Someone that God has called but others do not see fit or they feel that I should give them Excessive blows or disciplines or something of that nature. It seems I'm always offending somebody that somebody wants to boot out. <laughs> but we forget that it was not by might nor power that we found our place in the house of God. Huh? In fact, some of us was not put any effort out at all 
at least not in this direction of salvation or this direction of Christianity, we was putting effort in another direction. So your might and power couldn't save you. And your might and power couldn't even keep you from being saved. <laughs> uh, admit it, some of you did not want to be saved. But here you are. <laughs> here you are. We might could say there was something down in you that really wanted it, but still, here you are. <laughs> Some of you never expected your life to turn out this way. Good or bad. Because it was not by your might nor by your power. We know that. Even the heathens in the world know that. If they didn't know that, they wouldn't look at the horoscope. <laughs> but still, we all have these moments in our flesh and in our pride where we try to do things by our might and by our power. But here's the awesome thing, and I think this is the, the point this morning. That sometimes we look at people and we think, you know, this person is a deceiver, this person's a liar, you know, this person's not honest, this person's got pride, they don't deserve to be in God's house. But not by might and not by power. You don't have to be an angel for God to use you. And you don't have to be an angel for God to defend you. In fact, good angels don't need much defending. You don't have to be perfect at all for God to use you mightily. Here's the thing that I realized about man. After years and years and years of doing deliverances, sometimes there's some things that's just so common to man, it don't seem like we ever get delivered to those things. In some family DNA, there's lust in some families' DNA, there's pride in some families' DNA, there's quarreling. And though it may get a little better, it never seems ever to just be perfect. That doesn't mean that God is weak. It actually implies that God is strong. Because look at the Lord. And when he was talking to Moses, and Moses come down off the mountain, and they all in reverie. It was Moses that wanted to kill everybody. It was Moses that was upset. Yes. God did say, I could wipe them all out, but he's just testing Moses in that, on that aspect. And sometimes we just want to you know, Moses throws the tablets down and break them, and sometimes we just want to, you know, throw down the calling and quit because of all the shortcomings around us and all the people that fall short. 
But we was all short. We was all fighting a Goliath. It wasn't our neighbor. Is that thing that is so proudful and so strong inside of us that we all fight? Hmm. Here's the thing. Somebody should not be judged by what they do, good or bad. Somebody should not be judged by their accomplishments or failures. They should be judged based upon their efforts to do what's right. Was they trying? Unfortunately, if somebody's trying, they don't always succeed. But we don't give much credit when somebody tries. When somebody's trying to be a better person, but they failed again. When somebody's trying to be more delivered, but they fail again. Not by might and not by power. Now that speaks a lot of glory on the person that says that, which is God. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. Hmm? It's not by all your strength that I'm going to do something mightily with you. It's not by all your strength that I chose you. It's not by your good looks, it's not by your efforts, it's not by your creativity, it's not by your hard work, that's not why I called you. It's by my spirit. Not by your might, not by your power. We're going to build this temple. You started it and you're going to finish it. Uh, isn't that awfully humbling? We would almost have no desire to do anything if it was left up to pride. But because God so loved, we so love. And because we so love, we continue to put forth our best effort in whatever we do. Whether we succeed or fail. If only we could understand it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. I wonder if we could accept people like that. I wonder if we could love like that. I love you, but it's not by your might or your power. I love you, but it's not because of your kisses or your hugs or all the things you do right, but it's by my spirit. It's not by your efforts. It's not by your long line of obedience. I wonder if we would even want to be in a church like that. Were we accepted by grace and grace only? Hmm? Nobody could boast. Hmm? And even those of us that might be a little bit more successful at things, we would not boast because we know that anything that we do is because of his spirit and not because of our might, nor because of our power. Hmm? But to love... By spirit. 
The law of sin and death versus the law of spirit and life. To love by spirit. I don't love you because of your might and power. I don't love you because of your strong ability to turn away from sexuality or because of your strong ability not to curse or your strong ability. No. I don't love you because of might and power. I don't love you because you're so big and you're so strong and you're so bold. I don't love you because you're so talented. Hmm? Because even... He's just growling. <laughs> and he's happy. <laughs> mm. Even if you can play the ukulele. Uh, I don't love you by your strength. I don't love you because of your might. Huh? <clears throat> But even though we know we're saved by grace, aren't we always afraid that we're going to let God down? Yeah. And even when we're about to get married, don't we always lie when we try to convince the other one that we are perfect? <laughs> that we have the strength and the might not only to make ourselves happy, but to make you happy. But God's love is, it's not because of your might or your power. It's because of my spirit. It's because I chose you. I chose you. Hmm? And I didn't choose you because you was doing so well at the time. <laughs> Sometimes right the opposite. I didn't choose you because of your might and power. Zebuah, I did not choose you to build a temple because of your might and power. Hmm? Hmm? And the Lord didn't choose you to do what he wants to do in your life because of your might and your power, because of your abilities. But by his spirit, he chose you. Hmm? Sometimes he chooses the weak things to confound the wisdom of the wise. Well, actually he does that a lot. Hmm? But isn't it amazing, as soon as we realize we're called, we're certain, we start to think that we have certain powers and abilities. And maybe because his spirit works through us at times and we forget that it's him working mightily within us and not we ourselves. And maybe that's why we fall, because we, we get out of his spirit. We, we turn away from his spirit and we turn back to our might and power. You know, the might and power that got us into so much trouble before we turned to his spirit. <laughs> the same might and power. Huh? You know. Might, 
Well, it represents strength, but it also might in itself is kind of questionable, isn't it? It, it might happen. <laughs> and power's a funny thing, too, because you don't know if the power's in favor or against. Huh? You have the ability to do things, but you wake up in the morning and you don't have the power to see it through. You don't even have the power to get out of bed. <laughs> so it might happen. <laughs> but I want to go back to this, this thing of love. I want to go back to this thing of how critical we are of people. And, and we're questioning their salvation. Uh, I mean, there's obviously times when we turn back to the world, but we question everybody's salvation. You know, and sooner or later, we'll question our own as well. But we question it based upon what? Might and power. The might and power to be obedient to the word. The might and the power to be obedient to the law. The might and the power to be all the things that a Christian should be. We judge ourselves, we judge the world, we judge our fellow Christians, and we return back to law, which is might and power. Hmm? Rather than by my spirit. Hmm? There's a reason sometimes why people don't get married till they're old. Their might and power has. And at that place they say, it is only by God. But isn't it a shame that all our might and power has to be destroyed or Consumed with old age or failure before we decide to let God work mysteriously and miraculously in our life. Isn't it a shame that Abraham had to wait 25 years to see his son? Isn't it a shame that Hannah had to wait so long before she had a son? Because sometimes, if only we could humble ourselves, but sometimes we have to wait for it to be wore out. You know, the might and the power within us. That, that pride, that boast within us, all that might and power inside. Uh, uh. Yes. Isn't it amazing how many ugly people get married every day? And isn't it amazing how many people without university degrees get rich? And those, some are deceived for a short space of time. They're deceived into thinking that they possess these powers. They possess these mights and powers. I can do whatever I want to do. Yes. 
But time quickly shows you to be a fool at your statement. Things happen and you realize it's not by your might and power. It's not by your looks. It's not by your intelligence. It's, it's not by any of those things. It's, huh? Some would say luck. <laughs> but we'd rather say the Spirit of the Lord. Anybody feeling weak right now? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if you're feeling weak right now, it's not bad preaching. Exactly, it's good preaching. That means I finally got through to you. <laughs> That you have no might and power in your life or the direction that you're really going or the things that's going to happen in your life. Because there's so many things that's, that's mightier and more powerful than us. There's these principalities they talk about in the atmosphere and there's all these things that's so much in control. But the one who humbles himself before God, the best way they can... And here's the thing. When someone humbles themselves, it may not be accepted by other people, but it might be accepted by God. Because it was the best I could do. The widow that put in her two mites implies the same thing. It's not by might or power. Because might and power would come in the abundance of, of finance. Everything in the gospel says it's not by us, but it's by his spirit. That is when we can humble ourselves enough or God just has mercy on us to let things go his way. Might and power. But I didn't love you and I didn't call you because of your might and power. Hmm? I didn't even call you because you was good looking. Because <laughs> the word says your beauty comes from within. And even Isaiah said of Christ, there was nothing in his appearance that we should be attractive or drawn to him. Now here's the good news. It's understanding how much that God chose to love you. He chose to love you. Not because of anything righteous you did. Yes? Now, if you do do something righteous, it's not your place to say, I did righteous. It's his place to say you did good. We must always understand that. It is not our place to say, I did good. It is God's place. True. 
Just like if you might cook a Christmas dinner, it's not your place to say, I'm a good cook. That would be quite boastful. Hmm? Here, eat this. It's delicious. I cooked it myself. But that's the problem with the whole entire world, isn't it? You're telling people that your food tastes delicious. That's not your place. It's your place to humbly serve. It would be the receiver's place to say, that was delicious. It would be God's place to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And mind you, faithful servant doesn't mean that you was good at everything. Because the Lord sees one thing that you do good and counts everything as righteous. Opposed to the world where they see one thing bad about you and count everything bad. It doesn't matter how much good you do in the world or according to some Christians. If you do one thing bad, then it's all bad. And anything that you did good was either an accident or you was been deceiving. <laughs> to give you absolutely no credit. It's all bad. But not with God's love. And that's the love that I want. I want the love that's constantly defending people that Christians are trying to kill. And we need more people of God like that. Because truthfully, it seems like Christians are trying to kill more people than the heathens. Sometimes the heathens are more merciful than the Christians. Hmm? Maybe we're still in the dark ages and we just can't see it. Isn't it true? We are some of the roughest and the hardest people to live with on the face of the earth. Because it seems like we have acquired some ability to judge people more than we ever judged them before. Although I admit some of you was pretty good before you met Christ. But it, it seems like I, I find myself constantly trying to defend people that Christians want to kill. Not the world, you know. Christians, they want to kill them. They, they want me to do something to them. I'm not sure what they want me to do to them. I, I assume kill them. But it, it doesn't sound like anything about mercy. It doesn't sound anything like, okay, have a little bit more patience. It, it, it's like, it's like the, the, this, this one wrong thing that they're doing that's so deserving of just kicking them out. You know, out in the darkness where the worms never die and... Fire no if it goes out. And the gnashing of teeth. Huh? Now the real funny 
uh, circumstance is sometimes somebody comes to me wanting to murder somebody else seeing themselves as some sort of goddess and they don't realize I just got through defending them because somebody wanted to kill you for your ungoddess-like behaviors. <laughs> we have not many defenders in the house of God. We have not many defenders in the house of God. It's like somebody says something this person did this thing wrong and it's like our brain is just consumed and we assume that this one thing they did wrong, this is just everything in their life. They've never done anything good. And if they ever did anything good, it was all a deception. It wasn't real. And it seems like as, as children of God, we don't want to defend somebody. But maybe they're just having a bad day or maybe you misunderstood. Maybe that's not what they meant to do. Maybe that's not what they meant to say. Maybe they were just having a bad time. Maybe they just had too much pressure. But no. No mercy. Just like the parable. The man pleads before the king and the king pardons him. And then he goes out and beats up somebody that owes him. Uh, when will we ever understand it's not by might and power your brother and sister wasn't called into this house because they was good hmm? quite the contrary and why are we so picky as if though and you know, the only way you can judge people is if you think you're better. You ever realize that? Do you realize it's, it's next to impossible for you to criticize somebody or want to cut them down if you're in considerations of your failures and shortcomings? Somehow or another, you, you, you're, you're naive to your own misconduct. You ever realize that? Maybe sometimes it even makes us feel good to find somebody worse than us, so we think. Maybe that's why we love to talk about their failures so much, because the more we talk about their failures, the more we forget about ours. This ain't right. This ain't right. This ain't right. You tell me four things is not right about this person. And I just defended you for five things somebody said about you. In one of these moments, someone said something about Christmas, and I said, there's only one thing I want for Christmas. Only one thing. I would just love to have a Christmas without accusations. 
without somebody accusing somebody. And it's not so much about bringing things to the attention of leaders so they can deal with it. But it's about the murder that goes with it, the, the unmercy that goes with it. We don't come to help someone. We don't come to say, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so is stumbling and, and they're struggling. You know, I've been praying for them. I, I need to know how to help them. Oh, no, we don't come like that. We come wanting them to get licks. We, we, we don't come with mercy. Uh, we, we like the uh, Pharisees that brought the woman caught in adultery, bringing her to Jesus. We, we ready to stone. Hmm? That's what God called us to. Well, as I said before, God didn't call us because we was good people, did he? He didn't call us because we was mighty and powerful at love. He called us because we was mighty and powerful at messing up our own life and every relationship we've ever had in our life. It is by his spirit that he calls us. That he calls us his own. Huh? I wonder, do we even have eyes that we can look at one another and love? Or when we look at somebody, do we automatically think about their weakness? Hmm? Can we look at one another and say, you're beautiful. Now that's might and power. Especially when you look at some people. <laughs> That's might and power. I want this might and power. Actually, I want the Lord's spirit because his spirit is might and power that's over all our might and power. Uh, by his spirit. See, if I have his spirit, then I can look at you the same way he looked at me. And even though he didn't see nothing good in me, he knew he could make something good in me. Amen. And even though he may have seen a coward and a failure and somebody that never completed anything, he knows that by his spirit, he can do all things. The scripture says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes? Right? Faith can do all things through her daddy that strengthens her. <laughs> and it might be more daddy than faith. Hmm? Let us embrace this. Doesn't the whole Christmas season speak of this anyway? A baby in a manger that's going to save the world. But he did, didn't he? He saved us, each one of us. 
And when I say saved, I might not should put an ED on, on the end of it. I might should say he is saving us. Especially since the Bible says continue to work out your salvation. He is saving me. We say he saved us, but that sounds like it's finished. <laughs> True. <laughs> the Lord saved me. That sounds like it's finished. That sounds like you saved. No, I think you're being saved. <laughs> I think salvation is presently working. <laughs> Until we're out of these bodies. <laughs> I'm just concerned it's not all the body. Maybe there's something else in there too. But his love. So whatever it is you've been working so hard at, and it's not coming through. It's not by might, it's not by power. What is it you're trusting God for? And if you're trusting God for it, why are you working at it so hard? And sometimes, you know, our hard work, our might and power is not the work of our hands. Sometimes it's the work of our desires. <clears throat> because sometimes it's our strong mind that keeps God from blessing us the way that he would like to bless us in life. Hmm? You ever known somebody with a strong mind? And sometimes, you know, a lot of us sometimes can have strong minds. We're very stubborn about what we want. And we don't realize that that stubbornness is a principality that keeps us from the blessings of God. This is what I want. And I want this so much, I don't care. This is what I want. I don't care what God wants. I don't care about God's timing. And we might be such good Christians that we would not say that out loud, but by our stubbornness we are implying it with every inch of our inner being. That we're stubborn about what we want. And you don't realize that that stubbornness is your might and power fighting against the will of God and the direction of God. If only we would yield ourselves. And that yielding, we can't even do that on our own. We've got to trust God to yield us. Because uh, each of us in this house this morning, no matter how much peace we have right now, a thought could come to our mind that would make us unpeaceful. Just like that. True? Hmm? Some of you wasn't doing too good this morning. It's just a bad thought. It's amazing what can trip you. No matter how much peace you got right now, you could have one thought. Sometimes... Somebody don't have to say nothing to you. It's just a thought that comes from somewhere within you. But aren't you glad that the Lord has the key to that abyss? Hmm. We can all be nice people if we can keep good thoughts in our head. <laughs> Think about it. We can all be wonderful people if we can keep good thoughts in our head. We all can be very loving if we keep good thoughts in our head. Huh? 
We can all feel peace if we keep good thoughts in our head. <laughs> Think about it. We can all be wonderful children if we could keep good thoughts in our head. We could all be wonderful parents if we keep good thoughts in our head. We could be wonderful Christians if we could keep good thoughts in our head, especially since Jesus is the thought of God and the Word of God. Isn't that amazing? Just head. Isn't it amazing? It boils down to a thought. Hmm? You look in the mirror, but you don't know what thought is going to come up. Isn't it amazing that prosperity comes with a thought? Isn't it amazing that your whole day is based upon a thought? If only you knew how to keep good thoughts in your head and keep the bad ones out. If only you had some, someone or somehow somebody could watch over the thoughts of your brain. And not let those bad thoughts come up and those broke thoughts and those ugly thoughts and those lonely thoughts and those offended thoughts. You know, those thoughts that somebody's against you, you know, it just comes up. You have no evidence, but you just believe the thought. We work on our biceps, but... Our brain is weak. Huh? We have a fearful thought and we take off running and nobody's chasing us. And maybe sometimes we get this thought that we're a good person. And maybe we get this thought sometimes that, that we were a better person than everybody else. And the thought to humble yourself or the thought that you're not perfect, those thoughts can't get in and they need to be in there, you know. <laughs> it's actually kind of scary if you think about it. Huh? It don't matter what the day brings. What matters is what thought's going to come to your brain in the next few minutes. Uh, you can even get a thought in your head that you love somebody. You want to marry them. And you can't get that thought out of your head. Even if you find out they're already married. Or you could get a thought in your head that somebody loves you and they've not told you three times they don't. <laughs> it's scary when you think about it. Now, when we pray, Lord, lead me not into temptation, we really know what he's talking about. 
It's not about going to the wrong place. It's about your brain. You know what the power of sin is? The power of sin is, is not the taste of sin. That's not the power of sin. The power of sin is not the result of sin. The power of alcoholism is, is not the alcohol because too many times drunk says, I, I, I'm going to quit, and they can't quit. The power of sin is the thought that's in your mind. And that thought has power over your might and over your power. It's the thought. My life could be blessed. If only you could get that thought in your head and hold it there a few minutes. My life is good. If only we could get that thought in our head. If only we had somebody to watch over our thoughts. Yeah, we need somebody powerful. To watch over our thoughts. It can't be grandma because grandma ain't got no control over my thoughts. In it. It's, it's got to be something. It has to be something spiritual. That could watch over my thoughts. You know. The word of words. Uh, but the most powerful word. If we had a friend. Or a word that was the most powerful. Uh, you know. A word that's so powerful. There is no other name under heaven by which men may be saved. So when the Lord is working salvation in your life, he's really just working on your brain. And everything else follows. Isn't it your head that makes you miserable? When David saw Goliath and saw how big his head was. <laughs> and he says, you come against me with javelin and, and sword, but I come with you in the name. I come against you in the name of the Lord. The word of God. Come against you. Uh, in the name of the Lord, the word of the Lord, uh, that word that's above all other words, you know, that word that's living, that word that says, don't be afraid, that word that says, I am with you always. That word that says, don't let nobody judge you. Don't let nobody condemn you. That word that says, do what's right. That word that says repent. That word that says trust in me. That word. Now if you can get that word in your head. Then it could fight off all the other words in your head. The words that says. I'm scared. I don't know what to do with my life. And I don't know where my life is going. And Fights off that word that says. You know. I, I keep making mistakes. And I'm wondering if God is going to be disappointed with me. But the word of God says never. 
I am with you to the end of age. No matter what stupidness you find yourself doing, I'm there with you. And I'm not ashamed to call you my brother or my sister. So the next time you're thinking about your might and power, just realize one word and your might and power is gone. Some of you are healthy, but you have one word comes and says, you're going to have a heart attack. It's just a word. It's even a lying word. But it may speak it so much that you get fearful and have one. But he is the word of words. That can cancel that word. You know how much time we spend fighting ourselves? Fighting our own thoughts. Huh? Parliament going on. Upstairs in our head. Ain't nobody else in the room. Just us and the twelve disciples. All upstairs, you know. You're fighting against thoughts. Court is now in session. You don't even know who the judge is. But then God speaks. See, the world is trying to tell you that you're falling short. World's trying to tell you that you messed up. World's trying to tell you that God ain't got no faith in you no more. God never had no faith in you. He had faith in himself. Huh? Because I, I see this a lot. Sometimes sometimes I will ask somebody to do something. I know you're not the best at it, but I like you. Bottom line, I like you. Bottom line, I know if I help you a little bit, you could do this. And if there's one reason why I would choose you, is because I know you like me. Aww. Has nothing to do with your talent. Nothing to do with your ability. But if I like you and you like me, I know that anything I can do, you can do. Why? Because I can do all things through him who strengthens me. If I say you can do it, you can do it. So the only thing I'm really worried about is you loving me and me loving you. Says the Lord. Get to decide if you want to be God's child or you want to be a hero. Comes down to that. I don't know about you. I just want to be God's child. 
got nothing to do with my might. My power has got to do with the fact that he loves me and he loved me first. And I'm learning to love him. And because of that, anything he says I can do, I can do. Anything he says I can accomplish, I can accomplish. No matter how many brothers and sisters disagree. But we should be brothers and sisters that love by spirit, not by might and power. Or we, should, we should love spirit and not love the might and power. We love people by what they accomplish. We love people based on what they do for us. We don't, we don't love people based upon their efforts of trying. But we should. We should. Because if we love people where they're at, and we'll see some good in them, that good will get better. If I always talk about your shortcomings, then you will get shorter. Hallelujah. Hmm? Now here's the awesome thing. When your pride goes away and you feel weak, then you're strong. Because in that place you're trusting God. You're not trusting yourself anymore. And the pressure is not on you anymore. And by all means, God is not pressuring you to accomplish these things <clears throat> that he said you was going to do by his spirit. If the Lord says you're going to do something by his spirit, then it is by his spirit. It will never be by your strength. And things will happen, and it will happen in such a way that you can't understand it. It just happens. But in the process, we're changing. We're becoming more like him. But the success of that has nothing to do with the success of what God has spoken about us. Hmm? How good a Christian you are becoming has nothing to do with the success that the Lord has spoken on you. Hmm? We must separate that. Yes, we want to see our shortcomings that we can say, okay, all right. I could do that better. There's a nicer way to handle that. I could be nicer about that. I could, I could be, you know, less critical. I could be softer. I could be more gentle. We're learning that, but that has nothing to do with our success because God has already said we could do it. Just because we see our weakness does not mean that we saw God's failures. Because God has no failures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we judge ourselves by might and power. The thought in your head of your success has to do with your might and power. You don't realize it's just because God said so. It has nothing to do with your might and power. Uh, because it's, it's, it's up here, all our might and power. So when we do good, right? 
You ever have one of those days when you felt awesome and then you felt unawesome and then you felt awesome and unawesome? You, you ever realize your success went up and down with those, with those uh, uh, spontaneous brain thoughts, you know, that just come? And we're feeling good. And I don't know, we hit a bump or something and something, some other thought come up here. See, we've got to quit thinking out of our might and power. We've got to think out of the promises of God and the love of God and what God has said about us. We have to hold on to what God says and, and not the fluctuating thoughts of our brain. Huh? <laughs> one minute we want to live, one minute we want to die, one minute we want to get married, one minute we don't want to get married, one minute we want to divorce, one minute we want to keep them. What? There's something loose upstairs. <laughs> uh, and isn't it amazing when one of them thoughts in our head, we're so, we're so determined that's the right thing. And we know that thing's going to change probably in the next few minutes. It's, it's going to change. If it was something more consistent than your brain. If there was something you could trust in more than your brain. If it was something that was more steadfast and more faithful than your brain. <laughs> what? Because <sighs> once you get something in your brain, you're weak, you know. Or strong. If there was something stronger than your brain. If there was something stronger than your words. If it was a word that would triumph over your words. And triumph not just over the weak thoughts of your brain, but even the strong thoughts of your brain. The weak thoughts in your brain. That word would triumph and say, why are you thinking like that? You can do all things in me. But what about those strong thoughts in your brain? That's the one that, you know, pride before fall. But even those strong thoughts that you have inside, I ain't going to forgive them. I don't care. I'm going to do it myself. But that something that would triumph over that as well. Humble yourself. All things are through God. So your fears... Wouldn't it be nice if the Word of God could triumph over your fears? Hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if the Word of God could triumph over your proudful moments when you think you're a superhero? Huh? Wow. Wouldn't you like to have a brain like that? Wouldn't you like to have a Word like that inside of you that could conquer over your might and your power? Whether your might and power wanted to lift you up or kill you today. <laughs> we always have might and power. We just don't know if it's in our favor or not, right? We don't even know if it's godly or not. But wouldn't it be awesome? By my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit. Quit trying to prove yourself. I didn't call you because you was good. 
I called you because I loved you. I called you because I chose you. You ever choose somebody and you don't know why you chose them? You just like them. Yes? For some reason, God liked you. Yes? And I wouldn't try to overthink that. I would just let <laughs> that be good. <laughs> yes? I don't even think I'd ask God too many times, Lord, why you like me? Leave well enough alone. He liked me. <laughs> to live by God's favor, not by your might and power. To live by God's choosing and not by, by your strength or your ability. Huh? I don't know about you. I, I hope you, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes... When the word of God comes to us, you know, sometimes we have good thoughts that come up here and sometimes we have bad thoughts that come up here. I don't know what kind of thoughts are coming into your head right now, but to me, I don't know. It's like paradise comes to my head when I listen to this word that's been spoken is because it's like the pressure's off me. And I don't have to worry about how good I am. Let me just do the best I can. Let me just love people, do the best I can. Yes? You don't like me? That's all right. Hmm? I told someone the other day, I don't sit around and think about how much people like me. First thing is, I know the human brain. It changes. So if you get somebody to like you today, ain't no guarantee they're going to like you at supper time. <laughs> so the human brain is worth, is, is worth so little, I don't, even try, I don't even value the thought that you like me because, you know, <laughs> the brain is so unfaithful. <laughs> But the reality is, quit trying to be everybody's hero. Do, do what's right. Quit trying to want everybody to love you and like you. Want everybody to see you as wise. Do what's right because it's the right thing to do. Do what's right because you love God. Huh? Listen, you take so much pressure off yourself when you realize that it's not by your might and power. I'm not here because of might and power. I'm here because God opened a door. And the things that I will do in my life is because God did it. And the things that you will do in your life is because God did it. It's not because people loved you or, or they didn't love you. It's because of God. Uh, the longest time we consider our ways and reputations is when we realize we're doing stupid things. That could kind of hinder things, but God can still do it. I mean, look at, uh, look at Samson, right? Yes? Samson did what God said he would do. He even did it blind. Some of y'all don't get that. He even did it blind. 
He even did it blind. He didn't have to see to do what God told, had for him to do. He even did it blind. Wow. So you could accomplish God's purpose blind. I'm not prophesying somebody's eyesight away. I, eyesight away. You may already be blind. Eh? There may be a lot of things you can't see. But because God has called you and chose you, you're going to do what God says. But here's where we always put our butt. But don't we have to do everything right? Well, if you live by law, if you live by faith in God, it's because God said so. Look how much Samson fought against God's will and still did God's will. Was there a better way to do it? Well, yeah, maybe. I still did it. Amen. Who needs a word? Oh, almost run out of time. You need a word? Toilet. Toilet is your word. You watch, it starts now. Mm. Who am I looking for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who am I looking for? I, do, I don't feel no belief. Huh? I'm not looking for the thought in your brain to read it. I'm looking for the belief so that when I speak it, you might receive it. Huh? So sometimes when I'm looking, I'm looking for belief. I'm looking for who has faith. Looking for someone. The auntie's looking for a change of vehicles. It will happen. Sooner than you think. Brain in what service today? Huh? 
Mm-hmm. I promised um, to lend pussy about the vehicle, and he asked me about it today, and I was like, take it in service. How fast I can get, the, get it repaired for him to have it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, somebody asked me for the car, maybe I should just keep the car, I might get, mm-hmm. you know, jealous about somebody else driving my car, because I really like the car, but I need something new. Mm, you want to change. Yes, perfect. And the Lord has heard that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I have no control over this mind. So it's your faith when you talk to God. It's your cries when you talk to God. It's not your pity. And it's not your confident smile. Da, da, da. Mm. You are welcome, says the Lord. Who am I looking for? I'm looking for somebody. like to dance. Yes, you. Yes, prophet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have videos. <laughs> Who said that? You said that? No, Miss Yolanda. Oh. <laughs> Who said next to you there? A young man I brought from school. He uh-huh. wanted to visit. So oh, he... nice. Nice to have you today. Well, we know we should dance before the Lord, and we should dance unto the Lord. Yes? Yes, perfect. But I guess if a husband and wife danced together, Amen. that would be unto the Lord too, wouldn't it? Amen. Huh? Yes, perfect. The Lord's going to take you dancing. Thank you, Jesus. Yes? Yes, prophet. And I'm not talking about tonight in service. Well, maybe tonight in service, but that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. You receive that? Yes, prophet. Hmm? I assume it's going to be your husband, but he's going to take you dancing. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> and it was strange. It wasn't you that told me. Your shoes told me. Where's your shoes at? Down the fr- I take them off. Pick them up. Your shoes was talking to me. 
I know that sounds strange, but <laughs> I saw those shoes. Where you get those shoes? From Never heard mom. of talking shoes before. From my mom. From your mom? Yes, perfect. Your mom liked to dance? Well, I guess so. Uh huh. Your mom's still alive? Yes, perfect. Those shoes says that 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 you love to dance. You used to go dancing? Um, in the world. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> dancing in the world. <laughs> but you, you used to like to dance. Yes. Oh my huh? Yes, prophet. That's that's where you felt free, mm. uh, and like yep. you had made it in life. You could just get loose and be free and dance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Them shoes talking. <laughs> so the Lord says He's gonna take you dancing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You believe that could happen before New Year's? Oh! Yes, prophet. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. No, you don't. <laughs> no, yes, I, I believe. What? Yes, prophet, I believe. You believe you could go dancing somewhere? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe that. It's not a sin to dance if you do it in the Lord. See, all things are possible with God. Amen. Hmm? I hear you, yes, but I, I still don't think you have the faith. I don't hear the faith. Yeah. That sounds like, nah, that, that's, that's too quick for things to, to happen and take place. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that, that's... Before New Year's, that's or, or New Year's, that's not far away, you know. No, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what the Lord's gonna do. Amen. Not by might, Amen. not by power. Amen. Hmm? You know, sometimes not by might, not by power. Sometimes mean not by your faith, because the Bible would tell us that if we have faith, that that faith is a gift from God, and that we can't even boast and say I have faith. Sometimes it's a sin to say I have faith, you know. Don't don't take it too literally. But for you to say I have faith as if though you mustered it up all by yourself, that would be a sin. If you say I have faith in that God gave you faith to use it, then you could be correct in saying that. Everybody follow? Because it's the brain, you know. Anybody ever, you know, isn't there times when you've got f- faith that God can do more than sometimes? Sometimes your brain don't have much faith in it. And faith manifests in your brains, right? And sometimes you ain't, you ain't got no faith. You ain't got no faith that you're going to get a taxi. <laughs> True? True. All right, so if, if faith can go up and down inside your brain, then that says that's not God. 
Because God don't go up and down. God is the same always. So sometimes we need to get rid of our faith and use the faith that God gives us. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going dancing. Thank you. All right, last one, last one, last one. Da da da. Somebody's wanting to throw away some medication. You've had that thought uh, do, 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 recent. You've had thought about throwing away medication. Where are you at? Something about medication that you're taking. You're thinking about quitting it. You want to quit it, but... Hmm? Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Medication. Mm-hmm. Something with medication. You, 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 you want to quit using it. Where are you at? That's you? Mike, Mike, what medication? Um, I'm taking cholesterol medication. Cholesterol. And high blood pressure medication. And high blood pressure. And uh, just recently, I've, I did this week or last week, I was telling my husband that um, the blood test showed that my cholesterol was normal. Twice. So for the year. And the doctor is still saying that I needed to take the medication. So I was like telling him, you know what, I really want to stop taking this cholesterol medication because the doctors never tell you to stop taking the medication. Uh-huh. Mm. And when's the last time you had this thought? Well, up to, if it's not this week, it's last week I was talking to him about it because I bought another set. So I was telling talking him. Talking to who about it? Uh, my husband. Because uh-huh. I was telling him that I had to. Um, get more medication and mm. then I started to explain to him about the cholesterol medication and mm. what my thoughts were with respect to that but it's not the first time that I've and that's the only thing the medication it. is for is just cholesterol well it, it's I had a mild stroke about five years ago uh-huh. and then I was put on the I was told that my cholesterol was high so I was put on cholesterol medication and high blood pressure medication but all my um, the two Blood tests that I've taken, like every four to six months, I do blood tests. Mm-hmm. And the cholesterol is normal, has gone up, right? So that I was saying then, why mm-hmm. take the medication? Because I have changed my diet mm-hmm. and my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I have and, and made necessary changes to, so that my cholesterol level can remain at a normal mm-hmm. range. So why should I take the medication? Continue to take the medication? Mm-hmm. Well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> but still, fear don't let us let go. True. Jesus says, "According to your faith." Hmm? Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. Because Because that's why you keep asking everybody. If you had faith, you'd just quit. True. If you believe God was saying you don't need it no more, you would just quit. Do you believe God is saying that? I believe so. I believe so. Mm -hmm. Because prophet is, that's the same thing. I mean, you just hear... with the the message today is about what's in your head. Mm -hmm. And and I, I... 
argue with myself all the time and even saying the same thing, you know, mm. that you were saying because I said, but you don't have faith, otherwise you wouldn't have to... Do you argue with yourself it. a lot? Do you argue with yourself a lot? Yes, I do. <laughs> that's, yes, I do. That's why you have high blood pressure. <laughs> I used to be a very decisive person who will like make decisions all the time, quick, quick, and you know, lots of decisions. And then when the, um, when I got a mild stroke, I don't know, like if every now I, I keep doubting myself and well, see that that's the myself. thing. Before you made those wise decisions, uh, you you had faith in yourself. That was your pride. And then yeah. after this happens. It's like your pride is so beaten down, it, it, it has no confidence. <laughs> it's true. In the prayer room, that's one of the things that came up. That, you know, pride was really my, one of my biggest issues. So it's been, everybody's you know, biggest issue. Working on that. Yeah. So, but, but what I'm saying is that self-confidence that you had before, that confidence that you had before, that was self-confidence or self-pride or self-faith. And then once, once we realize, you know, we're not king of the world or we're good at making decisions, once these things happen and then our self-confidence is gone, but that's where God wants to come in. So what I want to raise up is not that self-confidence that, that what I want to to bring to your life is confidence in God and that you commune with him. Quit having those battles in your head because that's what raises your blood pressure. And just trust God. Say, Lord, what should I do? And you live on his word. If the Lord says, because in this house, particularly, we don't usually tell people to take medicine and not take medicine. We can leave it up to everybody's faith because without faith, you know, there's no success anyway. But to get to that place where you just trust God. Yes? Yes. What is God telling you to do? Not what your husband telling you to do. Not what your doctor telling you to do. At the end of the day, what is God telling you to do? You have confidence in him, not yourself. Not in your decision making. It's what God is telling you to do. Right? Yeah. Your cholesterol, you said it yourself, your cholesterol is fine. Right? Yes. Who wants to be addicted to drugs? Yes? What? And if you'll stop fearing, your blood pressure will be fine. Quite. Because what's raising that up is, is, is the uncertainties. That's what would keep it up. Because the bottom line is back when you felt that you was confident to make decisions, you hadn't been totally honest with yourself. In fact, during that time was a very stressful time for you, right? Yeah. A, a lot of decision making and it was very stressful and it was yeah, just too it much. Was. Yeah. It was just too much. You tried to handle it on your own and you couldn't. That's yes, true. True. Um, and life and death is in the Lord. Life and death is not in our body. Life and death is in the Lord. We do not live by bread alone. We don't live by anything but on the word of God. Every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Yes. Yeah. Ask the Lord. Be healed. Be free. Because it's God's will that nobody be on medication, especially not all their life. Right? But have that peace that God has said so. Not the doctor said so. Not your husband said so. But have that peace in God. And I give you that peace. You receive that peace? I receive that. Yes. I receive that. Hmm? Listen. 
You're going to get back to that place of making good decisions, but you're going to give credit to God. You believe that? I believe that. Yes. You're going to give credit to God. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes, Nicole. There's many ways to get frustrated in our head. There's one way to get unfrustrated. Call upon the name of the Lord and believe whatever he tells you. Just let it rest on him. Even if you don't understand. If God says you're okay, you're okay. God says do this. If God says trust. If God says wait, do that. And you're going to be okay. Yes. Let him be word of words. Lord of lords. Let him be this right up here. here. Right here. Yes. Right up here. Everybody understand? Huh? Yes? Some of these vagrants out here, they think they're living in the Hilton. <laughs> what? Hmm? There was one out there one day. He was bathing in everything outside. I don't, I don't know where he thought he was at. Naked as he could be, bathing. I don't really believe he thought he was out in the middle of the street bathing. No, he was, he was at the Hilton. Uh, he might be living a better life than you. <laughs> Let God be in control of this. Amen. Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit, by his love. Be blessed. Thank Merry Christmas. So Thank you, prophet.